My beloved brothers in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the noble mouth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that whenever the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would give a khutbah, whenever he would speak, then most of the times the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he introduced his talk with a khutbah or the start that I gave. And if one looks at the second ayah that I quoted, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Ya nas. He says, O mankind, have fear of your Lord or be God conscious. Because it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Alladhi khalaqakum min nafsi wahida. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He created you from a single being. وَخَلَقَ مِنْهَا زَوْجَهَا And from that He created the opposite gender. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He created Adam alayhi salam. And from Adam alayhi salam, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He explains in a hadith, He created his wife, Hawa. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He created the male species and He created the female species. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَأَنَّهُ خَلَقَ الزَّوْجَيْنِ الذَّكَرَ وَالْأُنْثَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, and He created the pairs, yani males and females. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in the Quran, وَمَا خَلَقَ الذَّكَرَ وَالْأُنْثَى That indeed, or oh by the one who Allah created, the males and the females. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He takes a qasam. And He says, وَمَا 
So this is a Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking a qasam. He's taking an oath that he created the males and females. So my beloved brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he clearly demonstrates to us in the Quran, in various verses and various places in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he has created us as a male species and a female species. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us in pairs. La thalitha lahu. And there's no third gender. Had there been a third gender, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have created a third gender. Had there been a third gender, Allah azza wa jalla would have spoken about a third gender in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or through the divine inspiration to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if one looks at this topic, and you look 30, 40, 50 years ago, if I were to stand here and speak about the male species and the female species and about gender, People look at me like this guy's crazy. He's using the mimba to speak about something that is known. That Allah created males and Allah created females. And when the male marries the female, the female marries the male. And from that marriage, if Allah wills, you get offspring. And those offspring, they grow up, they get married. If Allah wills, they have offspring. And this is common, this is known. But in society today, and in the world that we live in, unfortunately, we have to speak about this. And we as Muslims, we do not fear the blame of the blamers. We speak the truth, and when we speak the truth, we always take the middle path. We don't go to the one extreme, nor do we go to the other extreme. As Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions and He says, وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطَ That I've created you to be a nation that is in the middle. So you don't go to the one extreme, where you just hate all males, or you go to the other extreme, where you hate all females, and this is why you find now, that if I'm a male, I'm fine to be with a male, or if I'm a female, I'm fine to be with a female. This is not how we were created. And again, this reminds me of the poet, as he says, وَلَيْسَ يَسِحُّ فِي الْأَفْهَامِ شَيْءٌ إِذَا إِحْتَاجَ إِذَا إِحْتَاجَ النَّهَارُ إِلَى الدَّلِيلِ He says that nothing will be considered correct by the mind if you have to prove that the sun is shining during the day. Right? It's obvious. When the sun, when it's daytime, the sun is there. 
I don't have to come to prove. And stand here and say, Oh, Jamaatul Muslimin, the sun is shining today. Right? It's, for example, it's 30, 40, 50 degrees outside, but I come, Oh, Jamaatul Muslimin, it's a sunny day. It's obvious that it's a sunny day. So like that, it is obvious that Allah Azza wa Jal has created males and females. And this brings us to the next point. Is the male and the female the same? So when the mother of Maryam gave birth, what does she say? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this in Surah Ali Imran. فَلَمَّا وَضَعَتْهَا قَالَتْ رَبِّ إِنِّي وَضَعْتُهَا أُنْثَى وَاللَّهُ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا وَضَعَتْ وَلَيْسَ الذَّكَرُكَ الْأُنْثَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains the story of the mother of Maryam a.s. When she delivered, she gave birth, she said, Oh my Lord, قَالَتْ رَبِّ إِنِّي وَضَعْتُهَا أُنْثَى That she said, that I have given birth to a girl. But now we need to realize, Wallahu a'lamu bima wada'at. But Allah Azza wa Jal, He knows what you're going to give birth to. Allah knows that she gave birth to a girl. But then, what happens? And this is the key. This is what we want to look at in this verse. وَلَيْسَ ذَكَرُكَ الْأُنثَى and the male is not like the female. And a female can never be like a male. Physically, we are different. Emotionally, we are different. How we look at life sometimes is different. For example, a male can never be a child. Even if you look at how the male is made up, and how the female is made up. The organs, some of the organs are different. So for someone to stand with a clear mind and say that a male and a female is the same in everything, yani mutlaqan, there's a problem. Because Allah Azza wa Jal has made us different in certain things. And this is why it is important that when we rear our children, that we rear them with this understanding that the male is different to the female and the female is different to the male. Because if we rear our children that they are the same, and we're going to come to this a bit later, when, the, when are they the same? This will be touched on a bit later. But physically, Men are made generally stronger. Right? And sometimes, yes, you find obviously that there is a female maybe that's a bit stronger than a male. But we're speaking generally. The norm. A female, yani, she has more compassion than a male. A male looks at things differently. You come to him with a problem, he wants to give you a solution. Sometimes a female, when they come and they speak to you, they don't actually want a solution. All they want to do is just to speak. 
So, laysa dhakaruka untha. And now, the next question that comes up. Is the male better than the female, or the female better than the male? So, if one goes back into ancient history, and one looks at yani, the dark ages of the West, the dark ages of Europe, and the dark ages of Europe was actually the golden ages of Islam. They found themselves, this is the West, in darkness. They found themselves in a state where they were oppressing women. That women couldn't own money. That women couldn't own property. That women couldn't go and do things for themselves. This is not a history lesson. But read the books of history. And you will find out what really happened and who really <coughs> oppressed women. So to come with a claim that Islam is oppressing women, to come with a claim that we are here to liberate the Muslim woman, this is a false claim. If we look at Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, before he got married sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who did he work for? Did he work for a female or a male? He worked for a female. So to say that Islam came and oppressed women, this is a lie. So now this brings me to a very important part. And this is Islam regards the male and the female as equal with regards to taqwa. So here we are the same with regards to worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal, with regards to getting the reward, we are the same. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, فَاسْتَجَابَ لَهُمْ رَبُّهُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, So the Lord responded to them. And He said, إِنِّي لَا أُضِيعُ عَمَلْ He said that I will never deny any of you لا أضيع عمل عمل منكم من ذكر أو أنثى. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He says I will never deny any of you male or female the reward of your deeds. بعدكم من بعد. Both are equal in the reward. Surah Ali Imran, verse 195. So yeah, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is clear. With regards to ibadah, with regards to ajr, with regards to reward, there's no difference. She makes salah, he makes salah. They both get rewarded. She recites Quran, he recites Quran. Minimum 10 rewards for him, minimum 10 rewards for her. Hakada. He fasts in the month of Ramadan, she fasts in the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, again, through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the hadith is general. Man sama ramadana imanan wahtisaban, ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambi. Allah doesn't say that if a male fasts, then his sins are forgiven. Or if a female fasts, then her sins are forgiven. It's for both. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says Man amila salihan min zakarin aw untha wa huwa mu'minun Again addressing who? The male and the female Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says That whosoever does good Whether they are male or female And they are believers Then this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them We will surely bless them with a good life and we will certainly reward them according to the best of deeds. So this is what Allah looks at. Allah doesn't look at a gender. Allah doesn't look at a male. <coughs> Allah doesn't look at a female. But what does Allah look at? Allah looks at that amal. Allah looks at that action. Allah looks at that ikhlas of the slave. At the sincerity of the slave. This is what Allah Azza wa Jal looks at. And if one opens Surah Al-Ahzab, then you will find the longest verse regarding males and females being addressed in one verse. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he starts off the verse and he says, إِنَّ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَالْقَانِتِينَ وَالْقَانِتَاتِ إِلَىٰ آخِرِ آيَةِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plus minus mentions about 12 attributes of who? Of both the male and the female. For indeed surely the Muslim men and the women, believing men and women, devout men and women, truthful men and women, patient men and women. And write this till the end. And then what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what does he say? That for all of them, male and female, then Allah has prepared forgiveness and a great reward. So my beloved brothers in Islam, we can see that yes, the male and the female, certain things are different. There's no doubt. And no sane human being can deny this. But when it comes to taqwa Allah, when it comes to ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the male and the female, they are the same. So we can say that ultimately, with regards to spirituality, the male and the female is the same. Now I'd like to draw your attention to something important. And I would like to bring a parable. If one takes twins, right? So we have a pair of twins and they're both male. Are these twins the same? They might look the same. Maybe some of the DNA might be the same. But they grow up. The one finishes, they both finish school. They both go to university, but the one goes to medical school, and the other one becomes the engineer. Are they still the same? That the engineer gets up one day and he wants to go to the operation room, and the doctor wants to go design a bridge. Right? They are not the same, but they're from the same species. They're both males, but they are different. So like that, there is nothing wrong and there is no problem 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created males and females different. This is from the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Aisha radiyallahu anha, she asks Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, is jihad a duty upon women? Meaning, must the woman go out and take up arms if there's a jihad? Must they go out and must they go fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because had we lived in a state, and the Amirul Mu'mineen, he declares a jihad, then we as the males will have to go out and go fight. But now he asks, what about, she asks, what about the females? The Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, O Aisha, that the jihad is a duty upon them in which there is no fighting for the female. The Hajj and the Umrah, that yani is their jihad. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam again, he's showing there's a bit of a difference. You can't go out and fight. But what is your jihad? Your jihad is going on hajj and going on umrah. My beloved brothers, we tend to always hear women's rights. We tend to always hear the feminist movement. We always tend to hear LGBT. Where does this all fit in? Into Islam. So the first point is that the feminist movement themselves, they are meaningless. They don't have any value. Why? Because they themselves can't even agree what are their standards. And I give you an example, my beloved brothers. If you research and you take the issue of pornography amongst the feminist movement, then they are split. Some of them say that how can a female go into this industry? It is wrong, it is oppressive, etc. But the others in the feminist group, they say no, it's fine. It's showing her freedom. So you see the difference? So they themselves can't even agree, but they want everyone else to follow them. And what is our judgment? Our judgment is we judge by the Quran and we judge by the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this hadith is narrated by Ibn Abbas. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, La'ana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that the Messenger of Allah, he cursed Al-Mukhannathina min al-Rijal. That he cursed the men who wanted to act like women. And he cursed the females who wanted to act like men. In Islam, my beloved brothers and sisters, there is no room for following or acting like the opposite sex. Yes, sometimes someone, Allah has created them in a particular way. That maybe their voice is a bit thinner than other voices. Maybe they walked in a particular way. That is fine. 
But what this hadith is speaking about is by choice. That men dressing like women. Men acting like women. Or females acting like men. Females dressing like men. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, or Ibn Abbas said that he said, La'ana That the Prophet cursed people like this. My beloved brothers in Islam, and this is something that we as an ummah, that we are facing in our very own communities. That many of, or that we know certain people, that they are pushing this agenda. That they are pushing this agenda that it's fine to be neutral. It's fine to follow the same sex. There's nothing wrong so long I don't do it. But we can't speak against them, no. That when you speak, you obviously speak the truth and you speak with respect. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He sent Nabi Musa to Fir'aun, then He ordered that Nabi Musa speaks to Fir'aun with a good word. So like that, when we speak, when we call, and when we speak about these situations in our society and in our communities, that is affecting everybody, whether it's affecting the elders, whether it's affecting the youth, but more so the youth, then we do it in a good manner, but remember, we have to do it. We cannot keep quiet. Open social media, open sport channels, open Facebook, open your WhatsApp. You will see that this whole pride movement, this whole LGBT movement, is something that is becoming the norm of the day. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. Aqulu hadha qawl wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sahirin muslimin min kulli dham fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafurur rahim. الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيك كما يحب ربنا ويرضى واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اما بعد اتقوا الله تعالى ما beloved brothers in islam having said what we said in the first khutbah one needs to also realize that many cultural norms has come into the Muslim society. And many cultural norms taken maybe from different cultures or different religions, depending where they stayed, has affected <coughs> and oppressed the Muslim woman. Now I would like to just touch on one thing. And give one example. That sometimes you would find, before we get to the example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah An-Nisa, He speaks about inheritance. يُسِيكُمُ اللَّهُ فِي أَوْلَادِكُمْ لِذَكَرٍ مِثْلُ حَظِ الْأُنْثَيَانِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the next page, or just under one page, He speaks and He covers most of the rules of inheritance. And at the end, 
of Surah nisa the last verse as well. He's, the verse before, Surah Maida. He speaks about inheritance. But yet we find today that certain of our brothers, certain of the males, they've oppressed the females in inheritance. They've oppressed the females in certain other laws. And, they, and they've named this in the name of Islam, which is incorrect. And this is something for us to ponder. And is it maybe not that we as males play a role in driving the females to certain other groups or certain ideologies? And having said that, that the female also needs to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given the male certain authority. And the male has certain rights over the female. And we ask or we say to our sisters that study the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the Quran and from the Sunnah ala fahmi salaf and you will get a very good understanding and this is for both the males and the females هذا وصلوا وسلموا رعاكم الله على محمد بن عبد الله كما أمر